Hello, welcome to the Agency Principle Series, a five-part podcast brought to you by MDRT, featuring spirited discussion about the state of the insurance industry. Moderated by MDRT's second vice president, James D. Pittman, leaders in the industry share their perspectives on what's happening in the changing insurance landscape and how agency principals and advisors need to adjust to thrive. In today's episode, How Industry Changes Influence Business Practices of Agency Principals and Advisors, listen to Brian Winnikoff, President and CEO, Crump Life Insurance Services, Ben Nevajans, President, Life Pro Financial Services, Tori Van Dusen-Roos, Principal, Diversified Brokerage Services, Ryan Penny, Vice President, Sales and Marketing, Penny Insurance Services, and Gonzalo Garcia, Partner, Agency One, discuss best practices designed to not only help their own businesses prosper, but to keep the industry vibrant and advisors flourishing. Uh, Tori, let me kick it off with you. Um, a lot of changes in the business. Um, you know, what's, what have they done to influence how you practice and how has that changed the nature of your practice? You know, I'll, I'll maybe let some of the obvious, more obvious answers, regulation, um, legislation, all of that kind of stuff um, to some of my counterparts here, but one of the things that, that we see as a, as a big challenge is, is communication. Um, our industry has a huge communication problem, communication with the consumers and how our products and services can help them and support them in protecting their businesses, their families, and throughout retirement. We have a communication issue even with our producers. Um, now that some of the regulatory environment has changed what we're selling, products have become really complicated. And it's our responsibility to communicate those complication or complicated products to the producers in a very thoughtful, um, easy manner for them to understand. Um, and we also have a communication problem between the manufacturers and the distribution channels. Um, communication issues with timing and um, reasonings why they're making changes with their products and sale of their products. Okay. Anything you're doing specifically to try and overcome that? Yeah, we're, we're heightening our, our marketing um, to implement better ways to communicate with our agents. We're having small meetings constantly with our carrier partners to make sure that they're communicating with us as best they can on changes that they may need to make that will affect our customers and their customers. Um, so we're just really trying to be very mindful in keeping that education and training and communication lines open between all parties. Okay, thank you. Brian? Yeah, no. yeah I, was just, I was going to just uh, comment. I think it's a huge point that Tori makes, um, and I think it's more of a communication from our industry, too. When we look at LIMRA, uh, the statistics, and we see that you know, the United States is grossly underinsured, we think, well, why is that? It's a perception, and it's that communication isn't getting there to the consumer. Um, and I think that's why one of the uh, most important places we can be are in places like NAILBA, places like AALU, MDRT, because we have a voice there. Um, we were just in the marketing meeting, and we were kind of talking about, if you look at the pork industry, yeah, I said pork industry, they completely changed uh, you know, the way pork was viewed. Now it's the other white meat, and it's healthy. If you look at the milk industry, they did the same thing, got milk, you know, that whole campaign. Used cars aren't even, you know, that's, that's not even a term anymore, it's previously owned. Um, and so Pre-certified. Pre-certified. Yeah, pre-certified. Yeah. So I think that communication piece that, that you mentioned is just a, a tremendous part of what groups like ours 
um, can all bring. Yeah, I think, I think related to that and an underpinning current that's a real challenge for us in the industry, at least the intermediaries represented here, is that the traditional life insurance producer is a aging, graying, and shrinking set of folks, right, population. So if we continue to try to do business, and if the number of intermediaries stay the same, and we're all fishing in a pond that's smaller and less productive, and continue to try to do business in the same way, with the same ways of communicating, with a increasingly complex set of products, right, and less um, retail financial advisors selling those products to fewer individuals, we have a real problem, and we've faced that problem as an industry. The industry has declined since the financial crisis in aggregate. It's come back a little bit, but it's still down from its, its peak. Um, and the traditional connection from consumer to manufacturer is retail advisor. The nature of the retail advisors are changing. You know, we see opportunity both on the retail side and, and on the intermediary side is to figure out how to connect with the consumer to provide solutions, not products, um, to understand their needs and to establish, reestablish, or grow that connection point, right, from product or solution to consumer. A big focus area of our business has been on the institutional space because many institutions have large client, large, large number of client relationships and trusted advisors. But communicating with those trusted advisors is difficult. It's difficult to do to get their attention. It's difficult to um, uh, to uh, relate with them profitably. It often takes more time and more effort and more point of sale work, for example. Um, so connecting those docs, it's, it's a pretty complicated and challenging problem for our industry. I'd, I would add that um, the marketing and the communication pieces are really critical, but until we fix this whole process that's fundamentally broken on how people actually buy life insurance, I don't think we're going to move the needle that much. Um, you know, a 30-page application in a 90-day process is not a very consumer-friendly process for buying life insurance. And this industry will be disrupted by somebody who's not in this industry today. Amazon, Google's come to mind immediately. Those people will be in our business before we know it. So that's, I think that's one of the biggest challenges we face. I, I would echo Gonzalo. I think, you know, we are ripe for outside disruption, but I think we also have a huge opportunity right now, which is we know we're ripe for outside disruption, and because of that, we actually can head it off. We can actually do things that help connect us to the consumer, help focus instead of on products, more on solutions. I think Brian had a good point there. And I think um, communication is the key. The problem is, I think, um, again, as Brian mentioned, we have a you know, gentrifying agent population. And when you look at that, most of them communicate in what would be viewed by many of today's consumers as kind of an old school methodology. They want to sit down face to face. You, you, know, you have to fill out this 30 page application. You don't have these services um, are not easy to purchase. They're not purchased through the traditional means. You know, most people, when they go buy something, they pay for it with cash or credit. Um, insurance is actually purchased with your health and by giving blood, urine, and, and you know, physical measurements in, in many instances. Uh, so when you kind of look at all those things, there's a lot of problems um, facing our industry, but there's also a lot of solutions, I think, just over the horizon. Things like um, analytics, 
that can basically underwrite somebody almost instantaneously, probably better than a human can, um, using the law of large numbers. But, but that only works if there's enough consumers wanting to purchase. And that goes back again to the communications factor. Well, and I think you've touched on the next point, which is looking back at the last five years, the disruption, the changes, you know, I think you've all commented on that. Looking forward, what do the successful advisors uh, need to do to adapt to, to, to meet the challenges? Well, I would say that I'm with Ryan in that I think that we have a tremendous opportunity. I don't think it's gloom and doom. I think with all the baby boomers and the statistic is what, 20,000 or 10,000 entering retirement every day for the next 20 years. And they've got, uh, they've got some serious issues that they're facing. And I think there's a lot of awareness about that now. There's taxation, there's certainly longevity, um, inflation risk, and then there's the market and what products suit all those needs, and it's really our products. Um, so I believe that with the boomers coming in to retirement, and they will continue to do so for the next 20 years, um, that's where our opportunity is, and that's, to, again, to get that message out that we've got the solutions for them, and I think that's gonna be the successful advisor, because Gonzalo, you're, you're absolutely correct. We, I mean, insurance is now sold in Costco, <laughs> so there's easier ways to do it. But that's, you know, uh, becomes a commodity at that point. And it's the, the agent that turns himself more into an advisor um, that will sit down and work through the issues that his clients are facing and then offer the solutions which our products address are the ones that are going to be successful. I think you need to add to that, and I think you would probably, Ben, you need to add an ease of, an ease of process. So when you look at today's advisor, they can be the greatest advisor ever. But if the process is complicated, takes a long period of time, most consumers aren't willing to, to sit through it. They're not willing to do it. And so it becomes something where we have to kind of balance the, the solution and the process to make it more streamlined and more efficient. And I think that technology definitely plays into that. I think uh, things like e-application, e-signature help facilitate that, but they're not the end-all be-all. I mean, there's still a lot of things that are um, very problematic about the way we do business. I mean. Again, we don't buy insurance. You pay for it in cash, but you actually buy it with your health. And so when you think about that, that's, that's a crazy product. Most people don't think about it. And the other thing is, is when you want it, you can't buy it after you, you know, if you have had a health issue, and that's when most people think about getting it, it's too late. So we really need to do a better job of, um, I think, educating not only the consumer, but we need to do an a better job of educating um, the lawmakers and the politicians as well. And I think that's where um, organizations like NALBA and NAFA and ALU can, can definitely help. And I think the sales skills, MDRT, is, is probably at the forefront of that and helping people look at it more from a, um, a solutions-based approach versus a product-based approach. And I think that's really important. You know, my, my dad always used to say to me, good things in life don't come easy. And uh, I think that's one thing that the advisor really need to look at themselves and say, if I'm going to be successful, I, I too need to put some effort into it. And I, so they really need to be willing to embrace the technologies that we are bringing forward. To be honest with you, most of the technologies today that have made doing business easier, especially drop ticket, electronic submission of applications or e-delivery of policies is all for the benefit of the broker. Um, I don't know about the rest of the people in the room here, but it hasn't made my life in processing business that much easier. And that's what we're trying to focus on as well to make the process go faster 
altogether. But agents have to be willing to embrace these technologies and, and willing to learn and educate themselves on the new processes and the new products as well to support their clients in this very important uh, purchase in their lives. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everybody's saying it. Just to add on to it, I would say if I was advising a financial advisor, which I think was the root of your question, looking forward, and I think everybody looking his, looking back and seeing where the industry is going says, hey, things are changing, things may be disrupted, probably will be. Um, so one needs to adapt and change with that. But the question is, so how do I do that, right? So it's obvious I need to, but how? I would say really two things. I say one, um, if I was an insurance agent, an independent insurance agent or an affiliate insurance agent, um, think like an advisor. Don't think like an insurance specialist, right? You need to understand the needs of the client to come up with solutions for the client, however they're delivered, through an intermediary directly, point of sale remotely, whatever that might be. So you need to think like an advisor, think solutions, not product. And the second thing that I would do is align with an organization um, that is embracing what I view as emerging tools, techniques, technology that um, will facilitate their ability to reach consumers and do it in an effective and efficient way. What do I mean by tools and technology? I, I mean, on the one hand, organizations have relationships with pools of consumers who have a need, so that's the one thing. Um, leveraging big data, and Ryan talked about big data before. There's two major components to big data that I think are big value adds that we as a company are looking at. One is predictive models, so who's interested in buying, who might have a need, um, who may be um, healthy enough to buy insurance today, narrows the field. It's a lead generation prospecting tool. You combine that with a pool of clients, and you, and you come through predictive prospect and find good opportunities within that. Um, and then leveraging the other side of big data, which is simplified underwriting. So can you get to a fully underwritten pricing, leveraging mostly publicly available information and a simplified process? That combined with wrapping technology in a customer service or delivery method, leveraging e-signature, e-delivery, um, you know, fillable forms, straight through, there's lots of different ways to put the pieces together, but straight through processing, drop a ticket, or consumer facing. Now you have, you're thinking like the consumer, you have access to more consumers, you are more productive in profiling consumers, and you have a better consumer experience and a way to serve that consumer that is leverageable that's an interesting thing to build on, and that's an opportunity in an otherwise challenging situation. That's how we, that's how we think about it. And as we build our business, those are the things that we're thinking about to try to get to the financial advisor that, you know, who we're asking the question about here. What should they be doing going forward? We're trying to build that for them. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Brian. And, and, and I think what's, what's interesting about it is that you know, I'm, really ex I'm more excited about this business today than I've ever been because there is so much opportunity, to your point, and, um, you know, Ben mentioned, you know, X numbers of boomers retiring, I mean, and the millennials are coming in. They're, they're an amazing group of kids. Um, and the reality is that most people want advice. This whole robo-advisor thing, it's, uh, consumers are not gelling to it. And, I, I, and, and, you know, I've seen study after study that says people actually want an advisor. They want to talk to somebody. Um, so we've got a great opportunity. You've got, um, you know, the long-term care industry growing like crazy and the need for that growing like crazy. You've got... <coughs> 
um, all sorts of longevity and retirement solutions that people are going to need help in, and all those things point right to the insurance industry. So, you know, the fact that people are living longer, um, the fact that people are getting ill and we're keeping them longer, uh, you know, alive longer with, with certain needs, um, that's a challenge, and I think our product is, is right there for that.